Today, I'm super excited to introduce to you Will Reeves. Uh, he's the CEO and founder of Fold. You also started Lightning Pizza. Right? A couple other meme businesses, yeah. yeah meme beast, dude. I mean, I've, I've bought some pizza for this meetup group through Lightning Pizza, so. It's amazing how, how many people actually use that when we had no, no clue. So I, you know, keep doing it. People order it every single day. I'm still surprised. But. <laughs> Is that under the Fold umbrella as well, or? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was that idea we, uh, so Fold knew that we were going to have to go after Lightning Network very early, and we were like, well, are we ready to go all in on it and go on with Fold, or are we just going to create some little thing that we can push out there, involve real, the real world, you know, a delivery person, Domino's Pizza, Lightning Network payments, uh, Lightning Network wallets, all of that. Can the whole thing coordinate and actually work without just falling apart as all the FUD told us it would? And so um, we thought of that as an on-site and then a month later launched it and it was like, this thing's ready to go. That's pretty crazy that, uh, so you just took a risk. You had no idea if it would work. You know, I think we're, we're all here to know that um, what can be, and I think it's incumbent on, especially when you're building on top of Bitcoin, is you know how far can we push these boundaries here, and where can we go? And there was not anything more exciting at the time than Lightning Network going on, and so it seemed obvious to us. That's that's awesome. Um, like what I really appreciate is because that was like one of the first services um, like that people could actually use with Lightning. You know, um, I think like with new technologies, it's hard for people to. Um, actually, you know, use it. So there's like um, those like lightning roulette. There's like Satoshi's plays, which is cool, mm -hmm. but that kind of loses its allure. Poyo I feel feed. like yeah, only Poyo so many feed. times before you fat the chicken. I know out. one of them died sadly. One of them that kind of broke my heart. R.I.P. Um, no, but like lightning pizza, it's like you know, I wouldn't, I, I would do it every like meetup, you know. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, is pretty cool. That was the idea: was to bring together pizza, which is historically just central to Bitcoin. <laughs> and and Lightning Network and so knowing your audience, we tried yeah. to get Laszlo in on it, but he Darn. you know he he doesn't want to be defined for the rest of his life as that guy, so he <laughs> wasn't quite as open to it. But you know that was exactly what it was. The major thing we learned is how bad at the time Lightning wallets were set up for any type of volume, and it's been amazing how from there. Uh, Blue Wallet was the only thing available on, right. on the App Store. So everyone went to that and just our team and Blue Wallet were just constantly going back and forth, just watching things not being routed correctly. Um, you know, all, all of these issues that a new protocol is going to have to go through. Mm. But what I was surprised at, in the first two months, the amount of, you know, I'm used to putting out a product out there and just watching the bugs, you know, take over, destroy the experience and you just try to work through it. but. You know, when you're coordinating across a new protocol with a bunch of other people who are also experimenting, it's also important of the coordination between everybody and seeing mm -hmm. how that goes. And so just ha creating those feedback loops, I think, allowed us to move a lot faster, mm -hmm. um, which I think has been the story of the Lightning Network so far. I love that. So what inspired you to build a business on Bitcoin and like uh, not any other coins? Um, well, I think for me personally, I think why I'm here and I, I think some other people in the room maybe is that I think a non-sovereign, permissionless store of value is, I think, one of the most exciting projects on the planet right now. And so um, to be able to contribute to that is, is number one, something that I would want to spend my time doing. Mm -hmm. But also, uh, it, Bitcoin is the only uh, coin and protocol that has proven to be a, something that can actually fulfill that promise. And so far, I don't see um, 
any others that, that currently even fit the bill. Um, I think there are some interesting ex experiments that may be run, but I think Bitcoin at this point is beyond an experiment and we're at the point where um, people need to be dedicating their resources to this so we don't diffuse all of our, all of our efforts. And I think um, you know, I will be dedicating it until, I, until that is proven false. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so you did. You started lending pizza. You, uh, that sounded like a proof of concept. Mm -hmm. And then um, you pivoted to Fold, or um, you added Fold, or something like that. Kind of, yes. Yeah. Where did the idea of Fold come from? Okay, first, what is Fold? Yeah. And where did that idea come from? Well, Fold has been, I think, one of the has experienced all of the narratives of Bitcoin as it's as it's kind of grown up. It first was created to be a bunch of people have this thing called Bitcoin. A lot of people are saying it's not money because you can't do anything with it. Um, and so we were like, um, my co-founder Matt said, oh, let's create a way for them to buy that coffee with it. So you know that coffee mean? It's not real money until you can buy a coffee with it. And so it was built as kind of a side project to actually fulfill that. And it went through, got incredible adoption from there. But as we've all learned and as we go, the you know, base protocol on chain is that's not meant to fulfill a coffee purchase. Again, we're here for other other things, more important things. And so Fold was really a project that's been able to respond to those realizations. And so we did that. It was on-chain payments, waiting 10 minutes in line, very expensive coffees just to show your friend Bitcoin is real. Yeah. Someone else values it. And, <laughs> you know, that only lasted for so long. You know, fee markets came up, so you'd be spending $10 for your $5 cup of coffee or $2 of coffee. So this was back in 2017. Oh yeah, yeah. Fold wow. folds, fold has been through it. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, we got to see it from the inside. We got to see how once the bull market goes, people were running to spend it. When it goes away, uh, people are holding tight. And so we just knew that that wasn't going to be a way to onboard new people into the ecosystem. And that was what the whole pro uh, point of it was. How do we get more Bitcoin in the hands of many different people as fast as possible? Mm. And you know it was a good experiment, but it wasn't going to get us get us there. And so we quickly knew that layer two solutions were absolutely going to you know be able to support that. And again, we're looking for something that touches everyday people, mainstream people um, who may not care about Bitcoin, but piques their interest and gives them an on ramp into that. And so um, Lightning promised low fees, instantaneous transactions. It was like, okay, we'll, we'll make this as, as, as uh, enjoyable as a credit card maybe. Mm. Um, and uh, quickly with that, we did Lightning Pizza, let that experiment go, it was a resounding success. And the next part was, okay, the experience feels as fast as, as you know, buying a pizza on there. Now it needs to be as rewarding. And so that's where the idea of Satsback started to come from. Mm. Um, we originally offered discounts, but then we flopped to cashback, um, which changed the entire game. Okay, so you're telling me that you had to make a decision, right? Between um, offering users a like a, I don't know, 5% discount to pay with Bitcoin for an item, mm -hmm. as opposed to earning Satspec. Yep. Like, well, how did you navigate that process and decide we want to go with Satspec instead of offering discounts? Well, number one, uh, retailers don't like discounts, and so they were just like, if we want to keep on doing this, we're not going to support this longer. You're you're selling our product for lower than market, and people are taking advantage of it in all these ways. And we're like, true, fair. Um, and so, but one thing that they do like is cash back. That's a ubiquitous behavior that is expected of everyone in this room and anyone out there that when they make a payment, they're going to get rewarded for it. And so it's again, something how we can, you know, as our job to make this a mainstream ready and an applicable 
technology, we need to look at what are people doing today and meet them exactly where they are today and just swap it out for something else mm. and then let them go on that journey to learn about it. And so that's what Fold, we knew we had to do that. And so we uh, implemented SatSpec. We changed that 5% discount into a 5% SatSpec. It was only on Lightning Network. Volumes exploded on there. Um, and then we knew the next level was, okay, this is ready for everyone else. Now let's uh, enable credit card debits so that anybody can join the network start accumulating Bitcoin, and then all of a sudden, they can see that there's lightning right there and they get even more cash back. And mm -hmm. so the greed of everyday people is gonna start to take on, just as what the Bitcoin network does itself. It incentivizes self-interest, and so we were trying to replicate that in the product itself. Um, who does, you can raise your hand, like who owns like FullDAP or uses FullDAP? I use it. Yeah, okay, so I'm gonna, I hope you use it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm gonna be honest. I don't I don't use like the Bitcoin um, side yep. of it. I only use fiat because in my mind it's like I want to just only use fiat to earn Bitcoin mm -hmm. in whatever way, right? Um, and then um, in your experience, right? Like, what? How does like that uh, Sats back ecosystem like feed into one another in the full? In the yeah, world? I mean, ninety percent of our volume is all fiat. So USD. I'm the minority. Oh, no. Okay. No, no, so no. I'm you are okay. absolutely right. the majority. You know, uh, we were talking earlier. So normal guys. So yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, credit card, debit, 90% of our volume. Um, that is what most people come in. That is where we have the, uh, you know, Bitcoiner who's at Thanksgiving or recommends their friend to get their first, uh, first you know, taste of Bitcoin. That's the on-ramp that they all come through. Right. Um, and so they're there, they're earning Bitcoin, but that the interesting thing is that 15% of the people that come in on spending credit and debit cards shift to spending on Lightning. Really? And the reason is the 3% more cash back that you can get. Mm -hmm. And so you start to add, we had a, a support ticket come in the other day, says, hey, I'm, I really love this app. I would love if you had a florist to here. You know, I'm 60 years old, I've been Googling oh. cryptocurrencies. Um, can you tell me about Lightning? And do I need a Lightning wallet? And is that Bitcoin? It was like, fuck, this is working. You know, this is like, we're getting, you know, this is like, that's an extreme example of this. And that's where we get that 15% is we're trying to flip the whole engagement. Used to be you had to go to an exchange, wait a couple days, submit to KYC, take the plunge off and actually put your hard-earned money, buy Bitcoin, and then figure out how do I get it off exchange into a wallet all of those things have to happen before you really get the Bitcoin. And so now we're doing it in a way that there's no KYC. Instantaneously, uh, Bitcoin is earned into your account. You can, you can withdraw it right away. And so it is a much faster on-ramp into yeah. this space. Um, and so sats back, number one, it fits a model that everyone expects. I make cash back on every purchase. Okay, that means that everyone else is our customer immediately. Number two, we get to take away all of the, the, the the frictions of the current, uh, what's involved of getting onboarded into Bitcoin. And we get to remove all of it. And so now we're just flipping the experience to meet customers where they are today, get them into the ecosystem, and most people just spend it right away. And then you start to see them stop spending it. And it's what happens when, you know, we'll get a support ticket in, they say, hey, should I spend my Bitcoin, the Bitcoin that I've earned? And we're yes. like, oh God, <laughs> we're like, you know, selfishly, it is very, you know, uh, in our advantage when you spend that Bitcoin. You know, that's a good thing for Fold. But what is the good thing for you? And so our job is to navigate all of those conversations with them. And so how to set them up with the wallet. And so we as ourselves as a team are quickly learning how important it is to provide that educational 
experience um, because when you onboard people and you don't let them know, they start, you know, you go into the, I don't know if anyone's gone to the app store and searched Bitcoin wallet, but the first 10 results are some things you have want nothing to do with and yeah. are just like, so it's it's uh, incumbent on people who creating the on ramps to help further the education. So I love that. I love how so you're telling me they're like ninety percent of the volume is uh, credit card fiat whatever, and then they see this option about lightning, and mm -hmm. then they're like, and then that kind of like is like a diamond in the distance. And yeah, they just like pick it up and then they go down that rabbit hole. Who doesn't want more that Bitcoin to come into? So it's yeah, it's it's it was the plan is working. That's pretty subversive, yeah. man. It's like you're 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 planning like little you know insects in their brains the only thing you can count on as people is to be a little greedy <laughs> yeah. self-interested and so we just make it obvious on where they the path to go so they follow the rabbit hole by themselves yeah i love that um man and you know another thing that i appreciate is like okay so i work for river financial and man like dealing with like um mtls and licensure like trying to mm -hmm. be a custodian of bitcoin and all it's a nightmare yeah and it, you know it's pretty expensive um, so, like, how did you guys um, structure your business to kind of um, avoid all that junk? Great question. Um, uh, valuable information. Ah, okay. uh, no, no, but I, I'll tell you, I mean, we would, to be honest, Fold operates in a couple regulatory um, uh, um, carve-outs. Number one, rewards. So, you can earn rewards under certain under certain amount per day and 24 hour period and you can only um, uh, withdraw a certain amount in a given period but once you're under these limits you can actually do this all without KYC. Now you have to know what those limits are and do those correctly to get that but it's one of those things like oh my god it's a golden opportunity and these carve outs were all from the credit card companies who carved it out for themselves so mm -hmm. it's kind of we're Trojan horsing the whole thing we're taking those exact carve outs that they made themselves yeah. using it for our advantage to disseminate this kind of new type of money wow. um, and then gift cards you know with Fold right now you can only you, you basically um, you, you send us money and then we'll give you a gift card and those gift cards are closed loops. You can't use them anywhere else. And that also has a regulatory advantage as well. Got it. No, that makes a lot of sense because you're not actually dealing with cash. Exactly. Then. They're yeah. not, yes, different different definitions. But we are uh, clogging up the inbox of FinCEN every single week with new ideas that we have. I will say that they stopped answering us about three months ago and said, just wait. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so what would you say is like the purpose and effectiveness of like sets back in that program? Or did you already kind of talk about it? Or? No, I mean, um, I think sets back. So uh, if all of the rewards that were issued last year in the US were issued instead in Bitcoin, 16 million Bitcoin would have been distributed. And so you just on just from the outside, you look at it as a as a $16 million in Bitcoin? No, no, 16 million Bitcoin. There are 250 million people in the U.S. who are earning rewards today. Oh, you mean the whole entire reward the, ecosystem, exactly. credit cards, If that was that turned stuff. into Bitcoin, 16 million Bitcoin would have been distributed. And so what happens is you get this, you get this incredible opportunity to change the distribution and flow of money. Yeah. Right? So you're taking something that already exists and instead of, you know, throwing more hotel points or airline miles or, or you know, USD cash back, you're just flipping a switch and now it's Bitcoin. And so you're creating, number one, what we all want is more buy pressure into the, the ecosystem where we are converting that. But also number two, it provides a very low friction, seamless way for anybody to get their hands on it. 
Man, um, I feel like you're pitching me, and like I should hand you some money. To... <laughs> it's like you know that was like the opportunity, uh, market opportunity right there. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so you use Lightning in full. Like, what are some of the challenges of integrating um, or of inter- integrating USD on ramps to Lightning? Uh, everything. Um, the regula- regulatory overhead. Sure. I mean, I think one of the things I've been most excited about since. You know, la- begin- at the end of last year, it was obviously the USD to Lightning on-ramps are going to be the thing. And we're seeing now with Strike, with Escher, with SparkSwap, Wire, um, River and Financial. River Financial <laughs> um, they're all popping up. And we knew that this was going to be a, an incredible opportunity. And there's so many reasons why. Number one is um, it the onboarding people directly into Lightning is a much better experience. Mm-hmm. Once you get it, you can the idea of sending it, it just matches the expectation again of meeting you the, the end user where they are. That is that is something that is extremely important. You know, so we can you, what you mean by that is no confirmation times. Payments are instant, yep. fees are low. Yep. And okay. even if they know that their Venmo actually doesn't do any of those things, no such thing as a confirmation right. or it's not really instant, all of those things, it's still they've obfuscated that so that it is that way. And right. so, you know, we operate in different ways and we've been able to preserve the foundational qualities of Bitcoin, but give that same experience. So we preserve self sovereignty, we preserve uh, instant confirmations, low fees. But we're doing it in a way that actually meets the the end user and their expectations. So mm-hmm. that's one great thing. The other thing is that it suddenly creates the first moment where you can actually spend Bitcoin without a taxable or capital gains event. So when you use Strike, it's actually what's happening is you're pushing USD. Strike is taking on the capital gains exposure there. And so this may be good for like being like, oh, Bitcoin is for payments again. Well, you can think of it that way, but it's actually more Bitcoin is for settlement again. And so, so uh, just yeah. uh, so everyone has some context, Strike is an app that Jack Mahler's uh, created and um, pushed out a couple weeks ago or a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I think the premise is um, I, as a person, can make a Lightning payment with my credit card or something, or from my bank account. Yep. Right. Okay. Cool. And then, so th- is that something that you've integrated into Fold? Or uh, not yet. Not that yet. will be here. Um, okay. That's that's very soon. Okay. Um, but yeah, the benefit there is that you can have people without Bitcoin suddenly spending Bitcoin. And so they I don't can earn three, the extra... Um, so if you're using Fold, you get the benefit of the extra cash back on Fold. Because it's Bitcoin. It's and like the reason why is we settle in Bitcoin, so we don't have to have credit card fees, anything like that. We don't have fraud, which is a massive know. thing. So you can use this. If you get on the... You should get on the beta. You should just DM him. He'll give you the beta. Um, but uh, it's an incredible opportunity for, number one, t- for you who would never spend your Bitcoin, to get all the ins- uh, benefits of it yeah. with actually having to you know, uh, spend your stash. The other good part about it is that it allows anybody to actually contribute more buy pressure into, the, into Bitcoin without necessarily needing it. So what it, what it means is the more services that Bitcoiners create and that are hodling this Bitcoin as it's coming in, it's just a new flow of capital into the ecosystem that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. Before it was Bitcoiners buying, Institutions may be allocating 1%, um, and then, you know, sats back, you know, doing that rewards thing. But now it opens up the, 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 the market to everybody. Bitcoiners can now don't have to sacrifice market potential to um, do services that is ultimately bringing more uh, money into the Bitcoin ecosystem. Uh, that's, that's, I'm stoked. I'm gonna there, to there's a dark side. There's oh, a dark side. What's the dark side? And this is the regulations that we may see coming. 
So oh, okay. you think about the, what's happened with this USD to Lightning is that you're taking a um, money from a bank U.S. bank account that can fulfill a Lightning invoice that is anonymous, that could exist anywhere in the world, that has no identity attached to it. And so you think about a travel rule or funds transfer rule, we have to know where the money goes and who it's going to, and they have to be validated in some way. This breaks that entire thing. Mm. And so the, the, the challenges that we're gonna see is that we are going to, if once, once the volume picks up, you know, they don't watch until the volume actually picks up. Right. Um, they're going to see that this is a beautiful way to send USD to anywhere without any in, in, uh, um, identity on the other end. You mean strike? Uh, in, no, no, any, any USD to Lightning service. Mm. Any USD to Bitcoin service. Why are the same thing? Um, it's, the thing about Lightning is just is there's going to be much more demand for something like wire natively on, li or on, on Lightning um, because the experience is so much better. And so what, we're, what we are looking at is that the easiest way to, to challenge this is you just go to the bank who's providing the custody of the USD funds and you say, stop it. And that's a choke point. And so it's, not, it's uh, extremely fragile, but it is, it is showing a possibility that has never been uh, you know, possible for us before. Wow. Um, I think this is what I really appreciate about like, Bitcoin communities because we're like, rural about dangerous risks like even though it, you could have left me at a completely bullish like high. Yeah, you were like, about to give wait. me your money. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, yeah here. Um, <laughs> you're like, wait, wait, wait. No, there's some risks. So yeah. um, I definitely appreciate like uh, a sobering uh, outlook as well. Um, what, what? Okay, so can you tell me? So what has it been like building like Ellen Pizza and Fold uh, and building it on top of Lightning for you? Well, um, you know, we're here to build a business that actually makes money. So. <laughs> That's already really hard to do. I've done that, you know, in my past. I think a bunch of people in this room have also done it. That's like very, very difficult to do. <laughs> and then we're doing that on top of a protocol that's relatively new, and we're doing it on top of a social movement that's that is still figuring it out. And so you have this extreme, like three levels that are all very difficult, um, that are all very uncertain, and. Uh, you need to have all of them execute to have a good outcome and whatever that outcome is. And so uh, it definitely provides a lot more challenges, but I think the thing is, is um, I think you know, part of being someone who's working and building on Bitcoin is that you're doing it not because it's just a business, but you're like, I wanna see this thing through and I wanna accelerate it. And yeah. so um, luckily that part's there because that will get you through all the other horrors of being like, are we doing this, are we not, are we here? But um, the cool thing is, is that everything's going according to plan. Um, adoption is, all the numbers are going up, mm -hmm. you know. Well, not Bitcoin right now, but, uh, you know, ah, generally. Too soon, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, that's, uh, that's crazy. Like, I think, you know, it's interesting to hear you say that, like, there's so many moving parts and it is, like, pretty high risk. I agree. It is, like, pretty high risk. But, like, you, comparatively to other cryptocurrencies out there, like Bitcoin is like a dinosaur, like to them, right? Like it's just it's just set, it's solid, it's like almost ossified, mm -hmm. very secure, you know. While other projects are like constantly forking and like changing little things here and there, and so I can't even imagine building a business on top of another coin, um, where uh, the base layer, like the inflation, or uh, is like constantly anything changing. the yeah. the social commitment to it, the yeah. the what special interest uh, special interest has captured it in this moment in time. 
When's the fork going to happen? What, you know, there yeah. are, again, we're talking about this l tower of uncertainty. And when you have the base layer of it be just absolutely uncertain, you know, there's no benefit as a business to go there. I mean, prove things out and that should happen. But um, for us, we've never considered that, you know, or we've, yeah. we've considered it, you know, we're always open to thinking about things, but we have looked at everything and everyone has come up to us being like, integrate it, integrate it. But, um, you know, for us to, to, we are having to, having to thread a very fine needle and um, 90 plus percent of all activity is happening on Bitcoin. When you look at anybody outside and you ask them what crypto is, they're going to say that's Bitcoin. Um, and there's just very little incentive to look beyond it. And there's nothing been proven to create an, you know, a, a, a reason to, to move beyond. Okay, uh, final question and we'll open up to Q&A. Um, I feel like Fold uh, exists in this awkward tension between spending and earning. And you've kind of shared how some people say like, should I spend the Bitcoin or should I like keep it, right? Mm -hmm. um, can you like speak more to about like that tension and like, um, the dynamics between the two? Yeah, I mean, I think if you've been in this space for a while, you've understood that, you know, even your own uh, relationship to what Bitcoin is has probably changed. And uh, Fold has been around long enough to be a living representation of that. And so, you know, first about spending, then um, about uh, uh, Lightning Network, and then about earning. And uh, it is complicated in that way because Bitcoin is complicated. You know, my first experiences with Bitcoin. Argentina, this guy was using it as a safe haven against mm. the default. Um, a, um, you had a, a, a guy from UC, I, I'm, I'm from Sonoma Valley up north, wine country. There was a guy from Berkeley who came up and did uh, classes on Bitcoin as a remittance for migrant workers. Uh, and then at Occupy Wall Street uh, in Oakland, they were taking that as payment, censorship resistant payment, you know, just the way. And so all of those are very different things to many different people. But the point is, is that that's what Bitcoin is. It is a very varied mix of people and a very mix of self-interest and reasons why you're using it. And that's the way it will always be. Mm -hmm. And so for a fold, you know, we look at what is the best benefit for the for our users that we have here. Number one, it's been always been the goal is to get the most people, the most amount of Bitcoin in the shortest amount of time possible. So that sets back. Mm -hmm. But we're here also not just to slap Bitcoin on it and say, hey, you know, where we, we, we give Bitcoin. It's about changing the way we, we transact. So Lightning Network, new layers of privacy, new layers of sovereignty, censorship resistance. And so Fold is not there to just be like, okay, I know what it is now because we've done that before and Bitcoin will continuously change. And so we are both recognizing its strengths in the moment and helping all of you get enriched from that, but also ourselves contributing to open source software, building on what Bitcoin will could be in the future as well. So it, Fold will always be that complicated mix so yeah that's great um yeah i don't get it but that works yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. uh cool so let's open up to some q a do you guys have any questions for will about fold about the lightning network about what he's done steven when you think about the future of bitcoin lightning and fold are there any i guess developments that you view as particularly important to the success of Fold's business or things that you really want to see to enable things that you want to do? Or is yeah. it kind of, that could be maybe regulatory, maybe like mm -hmm. technical on Bitcoin or Lightning? Or 
Yeah, I think um, I think number the the thing that would change things overnight would be a different regulatory classification. Like I, I am very confident if Bitcoin was not classified as the way it was and it wasn't a taxable event upon on every spend, if there was some de minimis uh, uh, carve out that we would see an explosion. And the way we know that is because already it's really hard to make the decision to spend your Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of people doing it because there are incentives there to actually make it work. Some people get paid in Bitcoin, but also Fold is creating a, an incentive for you to actually do it. And so we know that that would open the floodgates in a very, very big way. Um, and that would change the whole concept of, is it a medium exchange? It is a store of value. It actually start, would start to not really matter. It would just work for both parties in really self um, and mutually beneficial ways. Um, I think privacy is a big aspect of it. So Schnorr and Taproot and things like that are things that, you know, none of those will be the panacea, but we do need to start adding some elements of, of privacy, not on necessarily uh, on base protocol, but things also like Lightning to also provide that. Um, and so I think both of those are, those are interesting. Um, and also creating more uh, services that actually give value. I think we're just getting to the point, and I get all these people you know, DMing me about a new idea that they have, and we're starting to understand the importance of incentives. Like, it's not about just spending it for the sake of spending it. No, regular people follow the incentives. And so I think there are a lot of sm very smart people now who are contributing new um, applications that are creating novel incentives that haven't existed before, like what Fold has done, like others have done, that are only going to be ma drawing more and more people in the ecosystem. Yeah, and on that note, uh, like the way like being classified, um, like foreign currencies actually are traded on derivatives, and they can actually fluctuate in value like pretty significantly. Um, and they have like this unique, um, there's this rule that like when you spend foreign currency from, or yeah, if I spend USD in France, like it's a non-taxable event. Um, and so I don't know. It would be cool if I don't know Bitcoin could also be classified in that same way because it fits yeah. the same criteria, right, as currency. Um, yeah. Uh, any other cumulates, uh, Vivek? Yeah, I was uh, curious if you manage uh, Fold's routing node and what are you most excited about within like channel factories to cash no input, uh, Wombo channels, uh, rendezvous routing, or like amps, like anything um, that excites you? Yeah, I mean, so I personally don't, thank God, I don't. Like, <laughs> Fold is actually one of the largest now volume routers on Lightning Network, so that is far beyond my capacity. Um, but that goes to Tom and Harsha on the Fold team. They're available in the Telegram channel. They answer everybody's questions. Um, but uh, we we built everything, and we're not, we're not outsourcing any of it because we have to know if this is actually a thing that will work for us because it's core to our business model. Um, uh, I, we have several uh, Wombo channels already open. They're already getting filled up um, with, we have open node and uh, most of the wallets we have Wombo channels with now. Wombo channels are just taking off the cap of the capacity for these different channels. And so um, uh, that's been helpful. It's made things easier. You know, we had a period of time where uh, the wallets were actually getting upset because their capacity were just, just obliterated every three days with fold users being spending through to them and because we were just one way it's totally imbalances everything and so um, we are adding lightning withdrawals to help solve that two-way yeah. thing there um, which is important so yeah. that we can actually have some sustainability and, and kind of uh, full cycle to that but um, that's important and then amp is very important too we still get routing issues 
you know, that's, that's not a, that's still a problem and that's still something that has to be solved for and AMP is a really interesting solution to do that. Um, and, you know, AMP with, I know, I think Lightning Network also about, you know, privacy, every spend being a coin join, you know, that is a natural, that is a natural thing that's happening and that's not something that, you know, it's not, you know, a uh, guy out in Colorado had, you know, bit the dust on this one, but you're, when you create software that just enables things for it, like it, it, it uh, the incentives will, will, will follow. And so um, I think, yeah, AMP, Wumbo, more privacy are all, all positive things. Yeah. Uh, we'll take one more question. Nella. Um, how do you get your exchange rate? Uh, our exchange rate is through Coinbase. So we use Coinbase's price feed. We try to do that because that's kind of the standard where we can be like, hey, everyone's using this. Um, it's kind of a political thing there. Not everyone uses that. So we have a, you know, people using Strike right now. They're like, why is it like 11 cents above the invoice? And we're like, well, we use our exchange rate. I don't know what they're using. And you know, when you make a Strike payment, it's USD um, converting into Lightning on their end, and then then uh, them reading our invoice for a specific you know, exchange rate on what we think its value is. So there's always like a little bit, you know, a little bit of a, a, a difference there. So uh, it's not perfect, um, but I think we are going to start to see a little bit more um, standardization on price feeds and, and ways to go about that. That's also an issue, the Oracle problem that we, that the our friends on the other, you know, <laughs> in DeFi world have to <laughs> overcome somehow. Luckily, our problem is it's, you know, 10 cents more sometimes, but I think that will be fixed. All right, well, uh, let's give Will a hand.